0: This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Uh, Trump did succeed last night. He is the president-elect and, and managed to do so without the supports of a lot of Republicans. And maybe that speaks to, to how poorly Hillary did as a candidate. We mentioned earlier some of the states where the Republican senatorial candidates got more votes than the Republican presidential candidate. And as it turns out, it may well be that Donald Trump finishes with fewer votes than Mitt Romney four years ago. But I guess Donald Trump didn't need the never-Trumpers, and there were many of them. Joining us on the line is uh, one of them, prominent uh, never-Trumper Gabe Schoenfeld, uh, former senior advisor to the Romney campaign, uh, author of multiple books, including A Bad Day on the Romney campaign, An Insider's Account, and he's a senior fellow at the Hudson Institute. Mr. Schoenfeld, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program.
1: Happy to be here, sort uh, of.
0: Yeah, I can imagine your, your your thoughts. I guess on you know the the results last night and, and where the United States goes from here.
1: Well, I think we're all uh, still in a bit of shock. Uh, this was not the result that anyone expected. Uh, no one. Ex- I think Donald Trump, when he got into the race more than a year ago, did it not with any real realistic expectations of becoming president, uh, more as a lark and as a continuation of his publicity-seeking life, um, but things took off and took on a life of their own, and, and here we are, a man who, uh, I mean, you've raised some policy issues that we're concerned about, that you're concerned about, and we're concerned about, but I think more fundamentally is the, the temperament of the man who is now the, the leader of the free world, the president of the United States, uh, in, com- in command of, you know, vast military powers and other powers. Who's temperamentally as unsuited for the job, and Americans now are being we're being told by our political leaders to to unify, to you know accept the transition, and we really do have no choice to do those things. However, one can't but look forward to the future with very great apprehension.
0: What are the areas you're most concerned about then?
1: I, I'm most concerned about uh, his ability to handle any sort of crisis. Uh, and to make intelligent uh, well informed decisions he 's a person who evidently does not read who who uh, knows almost nothing about how Washington works or the history of our country or the fun- it 's about its fundamental documents, the powers the limited powers of the president uh, i mean he 's truly an abysmally ignorant uh, person, and uh, the president is required to make very quick judgments about very difficult, sometimes subtle issues. And he, he's a person who lacks that ability. And so try as we might to, to support him in his, in his initial days as president. I think we're looking forward to some, you know, a series of crises.
0: Uh, that someone who's given to making rash decisions is not someone you want with the, the finger on the button, as it were.
1: Yeah, and I think you know, obviously the nuclear weapons is a concern in the background of, uh, of all of it. But there, you know, there are so many issues that are short of, that are short of nuclear war. I mean, God forbid. But but just that do require judgments that are matters of life and death. We have, you know, Putin moving into the Crimea. Things like you now we, you know, what about, what about Estonia? What about Latvia and Lithuania? How? What, what is the president's attitude going to be to those things? Does he even have an, a basis for making a, a an appraisal? And and he he seems also very determined to ignore the judgments of people who know better. For example, the whole question of whether the Russians were hacking the. Uh, uh, the Democratic Party and Hillary's uh, Clinton's emails. It was the unanimous judgment of the American intelligence agencies, all 17, that that was a Russian operation. Trump, on the basis of nothing at all, but his apparently his friendship with Putin, just rejected their conclusion. Without, without, you know, he may have seen the evidence for it, but he just flatly rejected it. And and and, uh, you know, it's kind of it's it seems highly irresponsible, and that kind of thing in future with future issues can lead him into the, the the worst kind of trouble and the country along with it of course
0: yeah well i mean it seemed on, on some of those those issues where maybe his his running way was a little more grounded there seemed to be some some difference of opinion between uh trump and and, and mr pence do you think though that that trump was looking at it as what do i got to do to win the election what do i got to say how do i make this about hillary or how do i come out looking good that that now that he's won That maybe he appreciates the responsibility of being president. That he's going to take a more mature and serious approach to those issues.
1: I I certainly hope so. Uh, He's a lifetime of of not being a very serious individual. Uh, He's 70 years old. Whether such a person can change, Uh, I agree with you that you know, uh, Vice President to elect Pence is a much more you know sober, restrained, responsible human being. But he's not the guy who makes decisions. And uh, Trump has, has, to, has to pick good people. Uh, some of the people around him are pretty, are pretty questionable, in my view. Uh, uh, really, we really don't know what to expect. Yes, I agree with you about the uh, about, about also about the instrumental nature of many of the things he said during the campaign. I mean, he the whole idea of deporting uh, illegal, all illegal aliens in the country was something that he that completely ginned up because. As recently as 2011, Trump himself, in videotape that was just just made public, was was advocating for amnesty for for illegal aliens—the very thing that his constituency, his core constituency, hates the most. He flip-flopped on so many issues on abortion and on, on, on immigration on, on, uh, that that uh, that I think you know we don't know again what what his his real views are. And I suspect he doesn't have anything on most questions. The one area where he does seem to be consistent is. Of uh, a kind of zero-sum view of trade, and the idea that you know trade is is uh, is hurting us when in fact the trade with Mexico that he wants to limit is actually quite is m- mutually be- be- beneficial, and he he but he he wants to choke that off with uh, with very high tariffs, so that's an area of, of concern as well.
0: Um, from from the never Trump. Perspective, and, and, and I mean, I know the Never Trumpers don't necessarily speak with one voice. Are, are there any regrets in, in looking back over the last several months? And I, I mean, obviously, you, you had your reasons for not supporting Trump. None of that changes here today. But uh, did, did it all have to go down this way?
1: Well, there are so many things that happened that seemed like almost a cosmic joke that brought this about. So many chance, chance things, the fact that there were 17 uh, candidates running for the, uh, for the Republican nomination and divided the field so badly. The fact that the FBI director investigating a separate case involving, you know, a bizarre, uh, sexual email practice of a, of a Congress, of a former Congressman was, you know, injected himself into the race at the last minute in a way that damaged Hillary Clinton. There's just, it's just one, you know, coincidence or bad break after the nether that helped Trump get to where he is, and uh, I I don't have any regrets about how the Never Trump movement, such as we are, we're pretty uh, small, uh, uh, executed our our effort to to stop him, but the fact is that that no one appreciated how, how much support he had.
0: Because a lot of people looked at this race and, and thought maybe this is the worst that both parties could come up with, that, that Trump was the ideal candidate for, for Hillary and, and vice versa. Uh, what do you make of, of Clinton's weakness as a candidate and, and the impact that had yesterday?
1: Yeah, I think that it's, pretty, it's fairly apparent that she was like the worst Democrat to, to put up against uh, Trump. Uh, she was, she's been around on the scene for a long time in a, at a moment when the electorate clearly wanted change. The Democratic Party could have, you know, there were other candidates out there who who did not have nearly as much baggage. She made a series of horrendous decisions uh, over the last few years that, that really, you know, tainted her candidacy, her the, the, having a private server to keep classified, to keep official traffic, email traffic, when that was strictly forbidden. The yeah, the outrageous fees she received for speaking to uh, Wall Street banks was uh, like an inconceivable decision to accept that kind of money when you are know you're running for president. It's nice to get rich, but you know, if you plan to run for president, you have to do it in a way that looks clean. She she, she ignored that fundamental precept. She paid a very stiff price for her blunders.
0: Indeed she did. Well, uh, Gabe, we'll leave it there. I uh, appreciate you making some time for us here today. Thanks for this.
1: Happy
0: to take part. All right. Take care. Gabe Schoenfeld, a senior fellow with the Hudson Institute, a former senior advisor to the Romney campaign, and uh, a prominent Never Trumper. So as it turned out, uh, all the recriminations, all the infighting, all the blaming the Never Trumpers, kind of a moot point. Trump managed to win in spite of them. But they, they held to their principles. They had reasons for not liking Trump, and um, that, that hasn't changed. Now, some were prepared to hold their nose and vote Hillary. Others were prepared to vote for somebody else, Gary Johnson or Evan McMullen. Some didn't vote at all for anybody for president. Uh, and so you, you, I think you're going to see that, that both the Democrats and the Republicans are going to have fewer votes than their the respective candidates did in 2012, which is really curious when you think about it. And a lot of people who voted uh, for Obama could have made a difference, put Hillary over the top. just didn't come up. We're there for her. Uh, and conversely, the Republican vote's going to be down as well, at least on the presidential side. But if think of you're a Republican though, putting aside whether you like or don't like Donald Trump or whether he's a, a true conservative or a true Republican, it was a big night for the Republican Party. And that was something else the polls were hinting at. I guess we're dumping on the polls here. The polls suggesting, though, that this could be a Republican win, that they might gain not just the House but the Senate as well. And that's exactly what happened. All right, 403-974-8255 is our telephone number. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.